So I went back to my books and I started to look for experts on the topic. And what I discovered was mind-blowing. So I tried it on myself. And this was a miracle. <laughs> I started making some changes in my diet and I'm still currently experimenting with this. Some changes in my lifestyle as well. And currently in the process of changing my way of working to support my whole cycle and how I feel. The minute I began to add a few more things to my diet to make these small adjustments, the ovulation pain went away and the period pain is getting way more manageable now. And I realized that I wanted to share this with more women because no one mentioned to me that simple solutions existed and they could make me feel much better without taking the pill. As I'm gaining more education on the topic, I want to share what I'm learning with you all. Hi, I'm Leslie Abraham, a pre- and postnatal expert, DO, and exercise specialist with over 11 years of international experience. I am now the founder of Bonjour Baby, a birth prep and postpartum recovery online program. I help new moms just like you preparing for birth and recover after so that you can be ready for the biggest day of your life, push with confidence and feel like your old self again in your new mom's body. So if you have questions on how to stay healthy during your pregnancy, prepping your body for birth, preventing diastasis recti or the best way to support your postpartum recovery, this podcast is for you. I created this show to give you simple and scientifically proven tips and insights on pregnancy, birth prep, recovery and motherhood, and give you the answers and knowledge you deserve. So if you are currently pregnant, a brand new mom, or a mom of four already, looking for feeling better in your body and more confident in your mom life, you are at the right place. So tune in, grab your favorite cup of tea, settle comfortably, and let's get this episode started. Welcome back to the Bonjour Baby podcast and welcome to episode 40. This year, I decided that on top of talking about everything motherhood and postpartum recovery, I also wanted to talk about women's health in general, and in particular about hormonal health. My personal health journey made me realize that I didn't know much about how my body was really working as a woman, and how I could start supporting it and tapping into this incredible potential we have to feel my best. More on that in a minute. Before we dive in, have you shared the Bonjour Baby podcast with any other moms yet? You know, like your mom friends or the ladies in your mom Facebook group or in your baby and me meeting group. I would be so grateful if you could just take a minute and share this episode with someone that you know and who will find it valuable to their very own journey. Again, I would be so grateful. All you have to do is go to the app or podcast listening platform you're using, click on the share button or icon and send it over. Thank you so much in advance. So I just told you that my personal health journey made me dive deeper into how my body was functioning as a woman, how my hormones were really working and how I could improve how I was feeling throughout my cycle and also improve fertility along the way. 
My whole journey started when I had my periods for the first time when I was something like 40. And so as far as I can remember, I have been dealing with cramps during my period and migraines as well. Debilitating migraines that made me stay at home instead of going to school or to work. As the years were passing by, my migraines became more frequent and my period pain stronger. I was of course handed the pill to get rid of all my symptoms magically. But the migraines were still there and the pain was a bit weakened, but I still needed that good old Advil and I was going to work, yes, but I really had to push through to be operational. Thinking about that today, I should have closed my practice these days as I was always dealing with pelvic pain, back pain and fatigue. But I was believing like many women that this was normal and that I just had to deal with it. I stopped taking the pill four and a half years ago because more and more symptoms were arising and really impeding my woman's well-being. My symptoms were all still there, specifically my migraines and pain during my periods, plus a heavier flow and more fatigue. But I was expecting this and I wanted to get off the pill as we were beginning to talk about kids in the future and I wanted to really cleanse my body ahead of time and I wanted full two years without taking the pill before beginning to try to get pregnant. That was my choice and my way of seeing and doing things. I'm not saying anyone else should do the same, but keeping a window before the time you stop taking the pill and the moment you start really trying is always best. Fast forward to two and a half years ago. I was on vacation in Spain, lucky me, and we were driving to our destination and my period showed up. I didn't think much about it. At first, I was expecting to have to deal with my usual pain and I was prepared for that and had some ibuprofen with me. And this is where I had the most excruciating pain I had ever experienced. And I didn't understand why at the time. It was so much more violent than usual. I knew something was off, but I kept pushing through. For a few months, I had this pain on my left side that was coming and going and really exacerbated by stress. And my period pain was less than that time in Spain, but it became to be more and more handicapping. I had to lay down, wasn't able to speak, and I had to really focus on my breath to help it subside. Of course, ibuprofen and heating pads were the two things that were bringing me a bit of relief. I was introduced to the idea of SIBO by my husband, who has been diagnosed with it a couple of months just right after. And my period symptoms were also coupled with digestive issues. So I went to be checked for SIBO and I too had developed it here while living in the US. For many months, I took the treatment my wonderful provider was giving to me and it helped me so much and I was able to get rid of my constant bloating and my migraines, a huge win for me. But still, my period pain was very intense and other symptoms were on the rise like hair loss and acne as well. And then at one point, I saw an OB here for my annual uh, checkup and she checked me and she found a mass in my abdomen. She mentioned that it could be a fibroid and that I needed an ultrasound. 
with much apprehension, I got an ultrasound and they saw these big cysts, bigger than my uterus, on my left ovary. I went down for surgery and this is where the diagnosis was given to me. I had endometriosis. She saw it during the surgery. No treatment for it, but the pill to help, but it wasn't one of my options as we were now ready for kids and I didn't want to take it anyways. So I went back home hoping that the surgery would help me with my symptoms, and it didn't. As the cycles were going by, I had ovulation pain, exacerbated by stress, and oh boy, this time in my life was a stressful one. Being active and doing some exercise was a real challenge, period pain that was very invalidating. And did I mention the constant exhaustion? So this is when I started to do some research because I was sure that I could support my body in some ways to decrease this constant inflammation and relieve the pain. So I went back to my books and I started to look for experts on the topic and what I discovered was mind-blowing. So I tried it on myself and this was a miracle. I started making some changes in my diet and I'm still currently experimenting with this, some changes in my lifestyle as well, and currently in the process of changing my way of working to support my whole cycle and how I feel. The minute I began to add a few more things to my diet to make these small adjustments, the ovulation pain went away and the period pain is getting way more manageable now. And I realized that I wanted to share this with more women because no one mentioned to me that simple solutions existed and they could make me feel much better without taking the pill. As I'm gaining more education on the topic, I want to share what I'm learning with you all. So today we'll begin with the basics, how your menstrual cycle is working, what changes are happening in your body and what it looks like. And just a word of caution here. I'm not saying to anyone that you shouldn't take the pill. I'm just telling you my story. So each month, our bodies are going through a menstrual cycle. We are completely cyclical and that's a very important notion to understand. What it means is that our hormones are fluctuating during the months with ups and lows and this drives numerous changes in our body. Our energy level, our mood, our creativity, our ability to cope with deadlines and stress, our ability to lose weight, our ability to gain muscle mass, and on and on and on. These changes are all driven by our hormones, as I just said, namely estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone. Other hormones are also at play like LH, FSH, AMH, cortisol, prolactin, and oxytocin. So let's take a closer look at the different phases of your cycle. So your cycle begins with your periods, meaning that your first day of bleeding is day one of your menstrual cycle. I know that could sound counterintuitive, but this is how it works. These are your menstruations. So the drop in progesterone causes the lining of your uterus to shed. Your menstruations last anywhere from three to seven days and you should lose about 50 milliliters sorry, of blood, which is 10 fully soaked regular pads or regular tampons. Your estrogen, namely estradiol, which is a type of estrogen made by your follicles, more on that in a minute, I promise, and your progesterone are at their lowest during your menstruation. This is also the first half of your follicular phase. 
Your hypothalamus, which is a region of your brain, makes a hormone called GnRH or gonadotropin releasing hormone that will tell your pituitary gland located right below your hypothalamus to release FSH or follicle stimulating hormone. Between day one and day four, it tells your ovaries to select a few follicles between six to eight, each containing an egg. It also stimulates these follicles to make estradiol. And estradiol will stimulate your uterine lining to grow and thicken as the cycle goes by. As your menstruation finishes between day five and seven, only one follicle from this little group is chosen. Let's switch to your follicular phase. As I just said, your follicles will make estradiol, and one follicle starts dominating the group to be the chosen one. The other ones get inhibited by uh, what we call the anti-Mullerian hormone. Estradiol continues to be on the rise, and this signals your brain to slow down the production of FSH and increase the production of luteinizing hormones, or LH, by the pituitary gland. This stimulates the production of our androgen hormones, testosterone and androstenedione, and they do support ovulation as well. As estradiol keeps on stimulating the growth of your uterus lining, it will also stimulate fertile mucus. This is the creamy, then wet and slippery vaginal discharge when estrogen is peaking. It looks like raw eggs whites at the peak of estrogen just before ovulation, but it can also occur at any time when your estrogen is high in some instances. Let's move on to your ovulatory phase. As your estradiol or estrogen continues to rise, as well as the size of the selected follicle begin to swell, it tells your hypothalamus to trigger this LH peak needed for ovulation. Just before this peak, we see a fall of estrogen. Progesterone is also on the rise and combined with the LH peak, it will increase the levels of two other components, prostaglandins and proteolytic enzymes that will help the follicle to rupture and it will release its egg. Note that this phenomenon happens real fast. It lasts 24 to 48 hours. This is absolutely incredible. So now you ovulated. The egg is released on the ovarian surface and it is rushed into the fallopian tube and pushed down to your uterus. Your egg has a lifespan of 12 to 24 hours. Reason why it is so important to know when you ovulate if you're trying to conceive. And then you can either get pregnant or not. The other follicles that weren't selected are being reabsorbed by your ovary. Let's move on to your luteal phase. The follicle that released the egg will then restructure itself in what we call the corpus luteum. This amazing structure is a temporary endocrine gland that makes progesterone. I mean, how amazing is that? We are making a fully functional endocrine gland in such a short period of time. In one day, it grows from practically nothing to a completely vascularized 
4 cm structure. This phase will last as long as your corpus luteum will last, so anywhere from 10 to 16 days, and it can't be more than 16 days, or up to 3 months if you do get pregnant before the placenta takes over. Progesterone is on the rise thanks to the corpus luteum and estrogen keeps on declining. LH stays low and FSH will rise a tiny bit before menstruation to prep the next round of follicles. Progesterone is this amazing calming hormone. It reduces inflammation, it helps to build muscles, it promotes sleep, it can calm the nervous system among other amazing things. It also transforms your cervical fluid into this opaque and sticky fluid. Estrogen marks a little spike again during the second week of your luteal phase. So this is where you can see kind of a fertile fluid uh, looking like cervical fluid again, reappearing, but you can't get pregnant just because of it. When the corpus luteum function begins to decline, there's a drop in estrogen and progesterone that will signal your uterine lining to shed and go. And back to the grand finale, your period. Wow, that was something, right? Aren't you amazed by this beautiful flow and dance of these hormones happening in such a short period of time in our bodies? No wonder we have all these different feelings, emotions, cravings, and more throughout our cycle. What I just covered here is what happens when you are actually ovulating, meaning when you are not taking any kind of contraceptive or you are not pregnant, of course. And you can also understand that when there is even the slightest glitch, it can throw off the whole machinery. And this is where we begin to experience issues like long periods, heavy bleedings, migraines, huge cramps and pain, etc., etc., etc. But this will be the topic of another episode. All right. I hope you love this episode as much as I absolutely loved recording it and that it gives you more answers about what's going on with your body. I'm so passionate about this topic and got really excited to share all of this with you so you, can, so you too can finally understand what's happening in your body and begin to find solutions to support your health and feel your best. If you loved today's episode, please share it with a friend. Our health as women is so intricate, complex and fabulous at the same time, but sometimes we are simply missing the tools that will make us feel better just because we never heard about it. So share away. All you have to do is go to the app or podcast listening platform you're using, click on the share button or icon and send it on over. I really appreciate you taking the time to do so and this helps me support other moms like you take back control of their health and body and embrace this new chapter of their life with confidence. Thanks for listening in today and I'll see you next week, same time, same place, my friend. Bye for now.